Well, no, dude. I just in the. It, you know what? Okay, fine, fine. We'll get into this, Justin. You're gonna have to cut this out, Tommy. You know, no, leave you, this, Justin, you leave this in. Set it as the intro. You you yell at me for being repetitive, okay? The one time I call you out for being repetitive, look at you're pissed, okay? I'm always the one repeating you. Well, you know, first time Tommy makes a mistake, I call it out. You know, it's not allowed. It's not allowed. No feedback. No feedback loop, sir. Okay, Listen, you're repeating I'm what s- I said. It's repetitive. I'm sorry, you went through the last four picks and fast forward speed. Yeah, okay? well, that's how a podcast works, dude. Okay, you go, you you move with the flow. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football Podcast. It is 2018. I am here. Woo! Jack is here. Woo! We're both here. Jack, I gotta say, I am super excited to be talking to you about fantasy football again. I gotta say, woo! Uh, yeah. No, dude, this is, this is it, man. Best time of year. Well, worst time of year, the couple days before, uh... You know, because we're just on the edge of our seats waiting for the start of the season. But Thursday, Thursday, the NFL season begins, man. We're back, baby. We're back. We are back, and now we're just waiting, chopping at the bit. Two days. Two days. We'll be there. We'll be there. Well, with the return of the NFL season comes, obviously, fantasy season. We were lucky enough to have our draft last weekend, if I'm not mistaken, uh, August 26th. Good time to have a draft. I I suppose if you... um, you know, can wait until the next weekend. Uh, I guess that's ideal. I don't know. What do you think the ideal time is to draft, Tommy? The ideal time for me is as late as possible. I like that we did it last weekend because it was able to be made this cool event where a lot of people showed up and we had a great time. But ideally, I like to wait as late as possible a big reason is because of injury, which and uh, I was why at don't the, you uh, I was at the brunt of that. that. <laughs> so we're going to discuss everyone's draft and just kind of go through and talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, what picks we thought were good value, what picks we thought were bad value. So let's go ahead and start with my team since I was the first pick of the draft. I was ecstatic about my draft after it happened. You were there. You know. Yeah. I was yeah. so happy after my draft. And I got hit with the injury bug real early and real harshly. Jarek McKinnon, my fourth round pick, out for the year with a torn ACL. And that I, is that right there is, is case in point for, for what we just discussed. Uh, you know, had we waited until the following weekend to do our draft. Jarek McKinnon's injury is public knowledge and you don't draft him and you and you know it that completely alters the outlook of your team. But unfortunately, it happened a few days after the draft and just a, a huge loss. Uh, fourth round obviously early, but not only that, Jarek McKinnon was was great value in the fourth round. Uh I feel like he he went late in our draft and he was poised for a really big season. So just just an awful way for you to start the season but uh you know it doesn't doesn't change the fact that i think he was a good pick so you can stand by it it's just bad luck yeah and that's fantasy football right i'm not going to be the last person to be affected by an injury this season no no certainly not i think if you remember back to last season my very my very first overall pick was david johnson 
Uh, he goes down with a season-ending injury first week Correct. of the season. Correct. So. And then you've got, you know, just as bad, Justin lost Danny Woodhead. Yeah, you know what? Shut the... up. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, I'm talking about David Johnson, and Justin's like, yeah, same thing happened to me. Danny Woodhead, who was Justin's, what, eighth-round pick? Unbelievable. Something like that. Unbelievable. Something um, like that. But, Tommy, why don't we go through the – let's just go through the first round pick by pick because I think uh, the, the – you know, just the first round is interesting for everyone and, and it just sort of sets the scene for the rest of the draft. Uh, you took Le'Veon Bell with the first overall pick. Great pick. It's looking a little bit, I guess, quote-unquote risky right now because Lev Bell's still holding out with all this contract stuff. But I wouldn't be too worried about it. He'll be back. He'll be Lev Bell. And he'll – absolutely be uh you know first overall pick is a high bar but i think he'll he'll certainly have a season that you're happy with i'm not at all concerned about him long term it does look like it could be a little dicey for week one but i knew that when taking the pick that he was going to be holding out so we'll see what happens before sunday hopefully he plays if he doesn't i picked up the backup james connor so i will at least have him He's not Le'Veon Bell, but I'll at least get the volume if Le'Veon Bell does not play. Uh, I, for me, it was between Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley, and I just went for Le'Veon Bell because he's been doing it for longer than Todd Gurley, and he's going to get the volume, so I just went with Le'Veon Bell. But I would have, I could have gone with Todd Gurley, and I think that would have been a fine pick too, which brings me to pick number two, which was Greg's, and I think he made the absolute right choice with taking Todd Gurley. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think those were the two guys that I would consider for the first pick. And uh, the fact that you were between those two and Greg followed up, it, it makes sense. I think those were the two obvious guys. The first surprise of the draft came at pick number three with Justin going for Antonio Brown. Uh, not that it was a, you know, I, sh- I guess I shouldn't say surprise because it, was, it wasn't a bad pick. Uh, I think everyone can agree Antonio Brown is, is worth a lot and, and hands down the best wide receiver in the draft. I think in, in a lot of mock drafts, I saw him going at, at four, maybe five, even as late as as six or seven. But, you know, uh, I I don't disagree with picking him at three. It was certainly early when you can get a guy like, you know, David Johnson or Ezekiel Elliott or or Saquon Barkley. But I don't don't disagree with it. I don't know. What what do you think? I think it might have been the quote-unquote, you know, biggest biggest reach of the first round maybe. Other, well, maybe Drew's pick with number 12 with Odell Beckham was also a reach. But uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts? To answer your question, I don't think choosing Antonio Brown at three is a reach at all. In a half PPR format, he gets a lot of catches. The only other person I would have taken or thought about taking at spot three would have been David Johnson. I would, without a doubt, take Antonio Brown over any of the other guys that went behind him, other than David Johnson. And I think... I think I would take Antonio Brown over David Johnson. He's been doing it every single year for like five years. He's just a complete stud. And it is tough when you don't, because he, Justin doesn't have another pick, right, for so long after Antonio Brown that a lot of the best running backs are already gone. So in that aspect, I do get it. Generally, it's, I don't know if it's safer, but it's, I don't know. For me, it, I feel better having that stud running back early, but I don't think it's a wrong choice to take Antonio Brown in spot three. 
Hey, I, I did not say it was a wrong choice. I, I said no, it, I said it was a reach. If you feel passionate about it, if he's your guy, he's your guy. I think if you're going maximum value, I think running back is a harder position, and I think some of those top guys are worth more personally to me. I, I take David Johnson over Antonio Brown. I take Ezekiel Elliott over Antonio Brown. Uh, I think I take Antonio Brown in the five spot, which, you know, so that three isn't ridiculous. I'm just saying I think – the rest of the first round, you know, you got uh, Scott taking David Johnson in the fourth spot, Dan taking Saquon Barkley in the fifth spot. Maybe maybe that's a reach for Dan, uh, but I don't know. I just think running back, wide receiver at three, even though it is Antonio Brown, I think it's I think it's a reach. What do you think about Scott's pick at four is obvious, but what do you think about Dan's pick with Saquon Barkley at five and then move on to what you think about Dad's pick of Zeke at six? I was going to say... Speaking of the biggest reach of the first round, I would say that Saquon at five is probably the biggest reach of the first round. He, It's just, I know it's looking like he's going to be a beast, but and for Ezekiel Elliott, he went early when he was a rookie, and that worked out incredibly well for Brian, so I'm hoping it works out really well for Dan as well, but five for a rookie that has shown that literally has zero minutes of NFL time that I think is the is the biggest reach, but I mean he really wasn't going much lower in almost any of the mock drafts you would take part in. So it's not super early to take him, but it is probably a few picks sooner than I would have taken him. I don't think I would have taken Saquon. I don't know that I would have taken him over Zeke, but for Scott's pick uh, for David Johnson. That does seem obvious. So you obviously agree that he should have taken David there at four. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know I think Dan's Dan's a little bit of a reach with Saquon, but I, I think I think I don't know the those running backs get muddy for me. As you can see, picks four through ten are running backs. We've got David Johnson for Scott, Saquon Barkley for Dan, Ezekiel Elliott for Dad, Melvin Gordon for Louis, Alvin Kamara for Anna, Kareem Hunt for me. And Leonard Fournette for Kyle. I think all those guys are get real muddy for me. Uh, I think David Johnson is on another tier, and personally, I think Zeke is on another tier. So I think Saquon's a reach over over Zeke. But once it gets to that that sixth slot, uh, all those running backs are on a pretty similar level for me. That's I I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think that's that's pretty accurate. So I think I think we're both in agreement then that Dad taking Zeke at six was the obvious choice. Uh, for me, I wouldn't have thought about it for more than ten seconds. If Zeke fell to me at six, I would have taken him in a heartbeat. I think that I think Dad got the best value of the first round. That might be true. Yeah, for me, although I do think I think Melvin Gordon. I don't know. I don't put I don't put Leonard Fournette. I don't rank him nearly as high as. Melvin Gordon or Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I mean the the volume's there and the talent is there, but uh there's definitely some question marks. So then Louis at the seven with Melvin Gordon, would you have taken any of the other three running backs before him, or do you like that pick? Uh personally I, I take Alvin Kamara over Melvin Gordon. I think Anna got the better value. Uh I I really like Kamara this season. 
It's interesting. I don't. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that either. I like Alvin Kamara this year as well. What but... you agree with, Louis? No way. <laughs> I'd well, I agree with Anna. Okay. <laughs> Newsflash. I've got my girls back, and you're a Louis loyalist, and we're sick of oh. it. Hashtag Stop Louis Loyalists 2018. <laughs> um, all right. Moving on. Brian takes DeAndre Hopkins with the 11th, and Drew takes Odell Beckham Jr. with the 12th pick. I think that's a great pick by Brian. Uh, I think that's exactly where DeAndre Hopkins should go. Um, maybe even Kyle could have taken him at the 10 slot. I honestly considered taking him at the 9 slot, but ended up uh, going for Kareem because I liked him there. So I think that's a smart pick. And then we get to Drew's pick of o- Odell. Uh, I, I just think it's a bad pick. Worst pick of the of the first round for me. Um, I think you're being way too harsh on that. I would love to hear your reason. Who... Look at the well, next six picks after Odell Beckham Jr. and tell me why the any of those other players are like surefire over Odell. I take Dalvin Cook over Odell. So okay, I, think, well. I think Drew's I think Drew's <laughs> really a fool for taking Odell in the first round and Dalvin in the second round. I think he totally messed that up. I think it should have been the reverse. For the listeners that aren't <laughs> smart enough, Jack's joking because Drew took Dalvin Cook with his next pick. Um, um, no, no I, like, I like the Dalvin Cook pick there. I personally, I take Jordan Howard over Odell. I take Christian Get out of McCaff- here. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Get out of here. You're trash. You're a joke. I take Jordan, Jordan Howard over. Jordan Howard is not worth a first round pick. Get out of here. Correct. Go Neither home. is Odell. Neither is Odell, dude. Neither is okay, Odell. But, but but who is? Dalvin <laughs> He's got to take... Okay. <laughs> God damn it. I take Julio Jones over Odell. I, I take Christian McCaffrey over Odell. I might. I might. Just because running backs are, are rare. I oh, Eli Manning's trash. Oh, oh, Odell's talented. He Look at how much they paid him. Best wide receiver in the NFL. Newsflash. Not good. I can't, uh, anyway, I can't anyway. wait for Odell to be the top wide receiver this I year. I know. And Drew is going to give me <laughs> – Drew always thinks I'm too hard on him. Trust me, Drew. You don't know what's coming in the rest of this podcast. Um, okay. So that's great. First round, uh, you know, I think good picks all around. Some quote-unquote reaches, some good value, uh, but it, it was a fun start to the draft. Let's uh, – since we're done with the first round, let's just go through each team individually. You want to just do that next? Yeah, I mean, we we started to go through your team. I think, uh, you know, obviously great pick with Lev Bell at one, and then you had mentioned your unfortunate luck with Jarek McKinnon in the in the four slot. But I, I think, uh, you know, right next to Jarek McKinnon, I think I think you got yourself a winner in LaShawn McCoy. There's a lot of haters in LaShawn McCoy. You took him in the with your first pick in the fifth round. That's great value there for LaShawn McCoy. I, I make that pick every single time, and... Uh, I think that's going to work out for you. I think Lev Bell and LaShawn McCoy is going to be a deadly duo at running back. It is tough because Nathan Peterman is starting quarterback at uh, the Bills this year. But, you know, that's the worst quarterback in the NFL. Hands down. Not even close. So LaShawn's got a bit of an issue with that. But he's too talented and he's going to get too much volume Pardon me, to not be a reputable running back too. I I think that should work out for you. Yeah, I mean, LaShawn McCoy in the fifth round, like, get out of here. I was not going to pass that opportunity up. I don't know if he's going to work out. I'm well prepared for him to not be a top 12 or top 15 running back, but he definitely could be. And if you get that in the fifth round, that's insane. So 
I had to do it. I was never planning on taking had McCoy to do it to him. I was never planning on taking McCoy because he would never fall to me for pick four and five, but he did for some reason. I took him. I also was never planning on taking Michael Thomas because I don't, for the life of me, understand how he fell to me at the end of the second round. Michael Thomas at the end of the second round, uh, that's that's some really, really good value. You got You got a lot of help from two guys by the name of Greg and Justin who took Travis Kelsey and Mike Evans right before you. I mean, <laughs> look yeah. me in the eyes and tell me that you'd rather have either of those guys on your team than Michael Thomas. I mean, look me in the eyes and tell me that. I just, I don't, uh, I think those are, those really helped you out, but what great value for you. Well, one of the picks of the draft for sure. Yeah, I cannot look you in the eye and tell you that because I would much rather have Michael Thomas than either of those two. And, uh, you know, definitely a situation, and this is just draft, you know, this is a, a draft learning moment for all of us so you know listen up kiddos justin takes travis kelsey at the end of the second round there because right before scott took rob gronkowski and that's who justin was about to take so he had he had tight end in his head and he stuck to it and i understand that you know it's a moment of panic it's high pressure you're like shoot i was gonna take a tight end he took gronk uh his mind was set on tight end and he and he took another guy that he thought you know, Travis Kelsey's going to be a stud this year. I understand him, you know, him being the second best tight end. I don't I don't disagree I don't necessarily disagree with that. Uh but it's just obviously too early there for him. I think Justin knew that soon after making the pick and it's just one of those learning moments. Yeah, I I definitely have an agreement there taking Travis Kelsey in at pick 22 end of the second round is way too early. Gronkowski's the only tight end that has any business going in the second round, in my opinion. But and Doug Baldwin on the turn for you in the third round is another great value. I mean, you really that I, I really your first your first five picks were pretty crazy. I mean, first pick overall, obviously you get who you want, but the value you got with Michael Thomas, Doug Baldwin, Jarek McKinnon, and LaShawn McCoy, I thought was a really solid start to your draft. It was insane. I could not believe it. I was on cloud nine after the first five rounds. I was so happy. Uh, but yeah, McKinnon's done. Hopefully McCoy will be good. Took Anderson in the sixth. That might be a reach for some people. I'm high on Anderson. He finished a wide receiver two last year. I think he was like the 16th best wide receiver, I want to say, in half PPR format. Here's the next Here's the next three wide receivers taken after Robbie Anderson. Jamison Crowder, Sammy Watkins, Devin Funchess. I, I like I Robbie Anderson any, more yeah. than all three of those guys, so I think you made the right pick there. I will have to say, though, round seven, you take Tevin Coleman. You know I'm a Devontae Freeman truther, so I just can't respect that pick. Tevin Coleman when he's the backup, is a semi-dependable flex spot. I would never, ever, ever wish for an injury, especially since Anna has Devontae Freeman. I hope he has an awesome year. But if Devontae Freeman ever goes down, having Tevin Coleman is huge. I mean, we can both agree on that. Yeah, uh, obviously. he's a To your point, he's a wonderful handcuff, and more impressively a semi-reliable start. So, but I just, morally, I can't respect it. Well, let me uh, ask you this. Let me Randall ask you Co- this. I was just going to say real quick, Randall Cobb, 
in the eighth round. I think that's a great pick. I love – I don't know why people forgot about him this year. I think he's going to have a good season. He's still catching from a guy named Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I hope that – I thought that was some pretty good value for Randall Cobb at eight. Uh, I was just going to say, if I, I wanted a running back there, and, I mean, which – if you look at the picks that were made after, I wouldn't have rather had Peyton Barber. I wouldn't have rather had Isaiah Crowell. Uh, Adrian Peterson was taking Tariq Cohen. Uh, I just, yeah, the upside of having Tevin Coleman any weeks that, that Devontae Freeman is banged up, I just, I like the idea of that. Uh, I could have gone with someone like a Sony Michelle or a Rashad Penny. Both of those guys, I believe, are going to break out and be studs by midseason. So I could have gone there, but I just decided to go with Coleman because uh, I think he's solid. If nothing changes, I can play him as flex if I need it. And then if, if Freeman goes down, I've got a stud running back. So, uh, yeah, to Randall Cobb at 8, and then Matt Stafford at 9. I like I like – Matt Stafford this year, I think, I think he's got a chance. I think he'll for sure be top ten. I think he's got a chance to crack top five QBs this year. And I in round nine, I think that's great value. He's got Golden Tate. He's got Marvin Jones. He's got another year of rapport with Kenny Galladay, who's supposed to be a crazy good route runner. Uh, I just and he's Matthew Stafford is just like to if you look at his seasons, he's just like quietly gotten better and better. Yeah, and he, does, I, he doesn't I, throw as many interceptions anymore, and he's just he's just a better quarterback. I think he's poised for a big year. He he really he really has gotten better and better. And uh, I I don't know. I mean, the Lions are a bit iffy. Their O lines a bit iffy. But uh, I think time and time again, Matt Stafford is a, is a fantasy producer. I also like Jordan Reed with your pick at the tenth round turn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I know he's your guy. Uh, and I hope that works out for you. If he can stay healthy, he's a stud. That's just the name of the game. It's either healthy or not healthy, and, and we'll see what happens. You take the Saints in the 11th round, Corey Clement in the 12th round, Matt Bryant in the 13th round, and then Dante Moncrief in the 14th round. Uh, you know, Saints, obviously a good defense. Corey Clement, I'm not sure. He's one of those, I'm sure, p- picks where it's a high-powered offense, and hopefully he can get some, some volume, and we'll see what happens. Dante Moncrief is a really interesting pick in the 14th round. Sort of a flyer for you with uh, the big injury happening the day of our draft to Marquise Lee, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm-hmm. And Dante Moncrief, you know, could see some more volume because of that. I don't know. We'll see. He's uh, He's been a fantasy producer in the past on the Colts, so maybe he can show some production on the Jaguars. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, I was a good pick. Unfortunately, I had to drop him. Uh to uh, get Alfred Morris after Jarek McKinnon went down. But we've spent already too much time on my team. Let's go over to Greg's team and, and try and move a little faster here so we don't make a Yeah, super I'll, long I'll, I'll go through Greg's quickly, uh, especially because Greg unfortunately came down with a sickness, so he had to auto-draft starting in the seventh round, I believe. Um yeah, it was, it was somewhere around there for sure. And, you know, so it gets a little funky in the back half, but we'll go through it. Like we said, Todd Gurley was his second overall pick. Great pick there. Mike Evans, uh, you know, I don't know. Things started to go south for Greg quickly. I think that's a rough pick in the second round. I just think Jameis Winston has not proven himself, and I think the Buccaneers are looking for a pretty dismal season offensively and, I mean, and defensively. But just as a team, I, I just... 
Mike Evans is talented, but I see no reason why he'll be a huge fantasy producer this year. I think, you know, like we said, Tommy takes Michael Thomas, then Doug Baldwin, then Scott takes, uh, you know, AJ Green, T.Y. Hilton, Stefan Diggs. I, I personally, honestly, those are all guys I want more than Mike Evans. I, I just agreed. I, agreed. I, I I don't want Mike Evans at all. Uh, and then Zach Ertz, he takes Zach Ertz really early, second pick of the third round. Uh, just like Justin taking Travis Kelsey, I just think that's way too early for tight ends unless your name is uh, rhymes with Bronkowski. And I just, I don't know. I, I don't agree with it. And then the fourth round, he takes Cam Newton, the uh, quarterback. I just, I think, you know, rounds two, three, and four, those are all reaches. And it just, I don't know. I just don't think it was a good, personally, I just don't think you're getting the value there that you need to. Uh, yeah, I love Cam Newton this year, but I would never take him in the fourth round, Cause I, I, especially because I think for sure he could have waited at least until the wraparound in, in, in the fifth round. I don't know that there was any risk at all of, I mean, I wouldn't, I certainly wasn't going to take Cam Newton, uh, so you're talking about he, obviously, but like, wouldn't you rather, rather much have LaShawn McCoy than Cam Newton? Yeah, I mean, all those guys that are around him, Lamar Miller, Jarek McKinnon, LaShawn McCoy, Mark or I guess he took uh, Marshawn Lynch, Jay Ajay. I take all those guys over Cam Newton for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think he drafted Marquise Goodwin, and I like that. Hopefully that'll work out. He's he's developed a good rapport with Garoppolo, so we'll see if that works out. Jameson Crowder's another pick. I think he's being undervalued because. He was two years ago. He was insane, and then he there was so much expectation on him last year, and he just he was injured a little bit. And yeah, I've got a salty taste in my mouth from him. I had him yeah. last year, and it was very uh, yeah, like you said, two years ago he was huge. So last year was just uh, rough. I'm interested to see. I hope that works out for Greg, but I don't know. You know, I'm a Josh Doxson truther, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, I like. I think Jamison Crowder could be poised for a bounce back year. So that could be uh, that could be a good pick at seven. But yeah, the rest of the the rest of the time, I think he definitely auto drafted. So I mean, Carson Wentz and George Kittle aren't even on his team anymore. <laughs> but he drafted two defenses, two two quarterbacks, and two tight ends. So uh, that'll be all. I, I, he's already done work on the waiver wire to get those extra guys off his team. So um, I think he's got he's got a base. With Todd Gurley and Cam Newton, I know he took Cam early, but he's going to have a top right running back. He's going to have a top quarterback, so hopefully he can make some waiver moves and, and build a better team around those guys. And then Moving on we, to Justin's, and then there was Justin. Yeah, uh, I'll take the rain on this one. Yeah, we touched mind. on it a little bit, but uh, please t- take me through it, and uh, I think you know, I think we'll see a similar story to what we just told about Greg's. Yeah, he reached a little for Travis. He reached a lot for Travis Kelsey. He he already knows this, but he should not have taken Travis Kelsey. It was a bit of a panic choice. I like the Antonio Brown pick. Kelsey was too early. I'd rather have, especially because he didn't have a running back yet. He absolutely should have taken a running back. And then Aaron Rodgers at three. I don't. It's a reach, but at the same time, Aaron Rodgers is not making it back to him if he doesn't take him there. So. It is a reach, but I understand it. If you really want Aaron Rodgers, that was the only opportunity he was going to have to take him because 100% Aaron Rodgers was not making it back to Justin in the fourth yeah. round. Oh, 100%. yeah. 100%. Yeah, sure. So I don't mind that pick. Lamar Miller in the fourth round as your running back one, 
not the greatest first you know, running it's, back. It's just it's just boring. I think he'll be fine. It's just you know we're so tired of Lamar Miller at this point. It's just been the same old story. He's just like he's just a I don't even know. He's like a whale, and you just you put him on the field, and you just you drag him with a rope, and he just sort of runs people over. You know, he's just sort of a whale lying on the ground. Do you get the analogy? It's a, honestly, I was going to say the exact same thing. That is the perfect uh, analogy. No, I mean you know Lamar what I'm saying. Miller. He he's a uh, he's. He's just he's reliable, he's consistent, but he's not wow, he's not exciting. But I don't know. I think Justin could I think if Deshaun Watson uh Correct. performs well for Anna and yeah. that offense is kicking, I think Lamar Miller could have a really nice season. And I love Justin's pick in the fifth round with Marshawn Lynch. So really don't for for that being fourth and fifth round, I think uh I think it's some nice running backs he's got there. Yeah, definitely. For for him not taking running backs to the fourth and fifth, to end up with Lamar Miller and Marshawn Lynch, that's not at all bad. A lot of Justin's early season is going to hinge on what Marshawn Lynch produces. If he's a beast, Justin's going to come out of the gates really, really well because he's going to have Aaron Rodgers who's going to produce. He's going to have Antonio Brown who's going to produce. He's going to have Travis Kelsey who's going to produce. If he gets a good production from Lamar Miller and especially Marshawn Lynch, he'll have a really good start to the season. If Marshawn Lynch is a big disappointment, there's going to be a lot of questions, and uh, he's going to need to figure out some answers for who to play at the running back two spot. Uh, it could, you know, he's got Peyton Barber, who he took in the seventh round, who maybe right now Peyton Barber is going to be the starter. That might not continue, but at least for the first few weeks, Peyton Barber could be at least a good flex play for him. I like the Cooper Cup pick at six. I like Cooper Cup this year. He's solid. They like to play him in the flex. He's big. He's got sure hands. He's very, very dependent, and you know, another year under the belt with Jared Goff and their rapport getting better. I like Cooper Cup this year. The Rams' defense in round eight, way earlier than I would ever take a defense, but the Rams, they did re-sign Aaron Donald. They are going to be an excellent defense this year, and we do rate, we not rate, we put more weight on our defenses by a little bit more than other leagues. So if Los Angeles is a stud defense that he can play every week, it's not necessarily a bad pick. It's just earlier than I would take a defense. Yeah, I I agree. I but I I don't I don't know. We do weigh defenses a lot. So I wouldn't even say it's that early. I mean I think Anna took Jacksonville just before that, so I think the Rams are the best choice there and then you see Greg right. taking Minnesota soon after that. Um you know, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say with defenses, but I, I don't blame I think that's out of all of Justin's picks I think that one's fine uh you know I I, I like the Julian Edelman pick in round nine and the Danny Amendola pick in round 10 back to back uh Patriots you know but Danny Amendola is obviously on the Dolphins now but you know he's a Patriot right. at heart um I actually like Danny Amendola this season Miami sucks but someone has to catch passes and Jarvis Landry is gone so We'll see. That could be exciting. There are a lot of available targets in Miami, that's for sure. And uh, then, of course, he uh, reaches a little early. I do not blame him at all for this, for Justin Tucker. Gets his boy, the life and blood of his team. So I don't don't mind that pick from him. I completely understand it. Uh, And then he goes Ty Montgomery in the 12th round, D.D. Westbrook in the 13th round, and Phillip Rivers in the 14th round. Ty Montgomery at, at 12... That, you know, right now Green Bay's running back situation is a clusterfuck, but could potentially be good value. Uh, 
so we'll have to see how that all shapes out. It's certainly worth a 12th round pick to see what happens with, with that running back situation in Green Bay. Westbrook is a guy who also will benefit tremendously from Marquise Lee going down. The 13th round, that could be insane value for Westbrook, depending on how things shape up at the wide right wow. How things shape up at the wide receiver position in Jacksonville. And then Phillip Rivers in the 14th round, I was shocked. I was absolutely flabbergasted that no one took Phillip Rivers. Yeah, I mean that that's the if if Justin hadn't drafted Aaron Rodgers, that'd be one of the picks of the draft. Phillip Rivers is good enough to be a starting quarterback and to, to get him in the four, in the last round of the draft is such good value. Philip Rivers is I I think almost definitely going to be a top ten running uh well top ten running back this year, Mark. Write it down. <laughs> Write it down. Twelve touchdowns, thousand yards. Uh no, I think he'll be a top ten quarterback this we year. We will have to let Justin know that he can't play two quarterbacks. I, I I'm worried Justin's uh you know not that he's I don't so what he what some would call slow. He's a little slower to pick up on, you know, uh you know, just things in general. So uh maybe we'll have to look into that that he's not he's not trying to play two QBs. Um moving on to Scott's uh with, with the fourth uh you know David Johnson, great pick. Love David Johnson, wish the best for him this year. Uh Rob Gronkowski in the second round, another great pick i mean who knows when it's okay to take gronk when your name's ron gronk rod ron <laughs> ron smonkowski ron roger mondowski you really you really i i don't know like what do you, what is too early to take gronk it, it's not too early at 21 it's not no, too early i, th- I don't think anywhere there. in the second round i think first round's too early i think once once it hits that turn of the second you can draft gronk if you if you want I disagree with that a little bit. I would, if, at the earliest I would take him would be like mid-second round. Because I just think there's, at the turn, there's still such good wide receivers and running backs available that yeah. I think you need to lock those up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for sure, I think Robert Krause is going to be a beast, especially weeks one through four, without Edelman there. I yeah. love the pick. Uh, He'll be I, eaten. He'll be eaten He's going to be sure. eaten. And then in round three to get A.J. Green... The Bengals blow, but AJ Green is super talented and Yeah, but the Bengals are bad. They uh, are except bad. for Joe Mixon. Except for Joe Mixon. Right. Um says the guy. No, that I, I don't Mixon. love I don't know. AJ Green, he's a bit of a risk. We'll see. It's just tough with that offensive situation. However, in the fourth round with Chris Hogan, I love that pick. I I love, love, love that pick. I think that's great value for Chris Hogan. Uh yeah, I mean, I, part of me regret. I, I wish I, I was really targeting him. I wish I could have had Chris Hogan, but it just didn't work out with timing. Um, yeah, I you would know. have had to. You would have taken him too early at the beginning of the fourth yeah. round. Uh, I definitely would have snagged him if I had gotten him at the four or five turn. And but. then I, I really like picks five and six for Scott J. J. and, and Carry on Johnson. I think four through six with Chris Hogan, J. J. and Carry on Johnson. I think that's one of the quietly one of the best stretches in the draft. Uh, for, for of anyone, I think Scott really got some great picks there. I think JHI is going to have a great season for the Eagles. He's going to be the workhorse there, and uh, on Johnson is a stud. He's he's a rookie running back, and the, his competition just is not good. It's it's Theo Riddick and Legarrette Blunt. Is there anyone else in that backfield? I mean, I just think uh, Amir Abdullah still, but I'm pretty Amir sure they're going to cut him. It's like 
it's just abysmal. So I think even if it takes a couple weeks, I think Carrion Johnson will, will sooner rather than later become a, a workhorse back for the for the Lions and, and could be really good. So I, I love those picks for Scott. Carrion Johnson will become the back in Detroit probably by week six, and he will be, like you said, he's going to be a workhorse. So if that ends up working out, it's going to be great value for Scott. Just to for Jay Ajayi, I do agree. It's not. It's a good pick because he got, he gets him in the fifth round, so it's not a bad pick at all. But he's not going to be a workhorse because the Eagles aren't really going to have a workhorse because they're going to use Jay Ajayi, they're going to use Corey Clement, and they're going to use Darren Sproles. They're going to use Darren Sproles on the passing downs. So he's not like he's not a three down back like I mean obviously we're not comparing to like someone like Le'Veon Bell or David Johnson, but he's not going to get you. He's probably not going to get 25 touches a game. I mean, maybe on a good day. Uh, let's, the, the running backs who are taken after JGI, Carlos Hyde, Royce Freeman, Ronald Jones. I don't, I don't like any of those guys. See, close see, to I would have taken, I would have taken Royce Freeman over JGI. Yeah, Easily. no, no. Put Royce it on the board. Royce Write Freeman. it down. Write it down, listeners. Let's see who's better at the end of the season: Royce Freeman or JGI. JGI may end up with more overall points. Well then, what? Well then, why would you take Royce Freeman? Because use your brain. Because Royce Freeman's going to be a stud, second half of the season. That's why. Use your and... brain. Don't tell me to use my brain. <laughs> How dare don't you? Talk, don't talk to me. This is my. This is my podcast. This is our podcast. Don't talk to me like that. But yeah, uh, use your brain. We'll talk, um, we'll talk about Royce Freeman in a second. I, Sammy Watkins and Jordy Nelson, both question marks. So Scott takes some risks there in round seven and eight. Uh, and and honestly, nine and ten, Duke Johnson Jr. and Nick Chubb. Um, I don't know. I like, I like the talent with Sammy Watkins and Jordy Nelson, but they're both new to their offenses, so they're just it's it's risky. I don't know. I really don't have much to say. It's just uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if they fit into the offense. Obviously, the talent is there, but not sure if not sure if it'll come to fruition. Duke Johnson Jr. is just another you know. Ugh, handcuff i guess could get some work i guess nick chubb rookie running back i just i'm not going anywhere near the browns uh, i don't know nick chubb or carlos hyde i just the run game isn't going to be good I, I just i don't know what do you think so for nick chubb i am totally fine with taking nick chubb in the 10th round super talented guy he's got car he's got carlos hyde in front of him he's not going to be the starter for now he is someone with a 10th round pick. I mean, 10th round picks, for the most part, end up not on your team anyway. Is so, Duke Johnson Jr. still on the Browns? Yeah, so he'll, yeah. and for him, uh, with half PPR... So so Scott got both those? He has two Browns running backs? Yeah, that's that I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have taken both of them. Ouch. Individ, individually, Ouch. I don't mind either of those picks. Taking both of them together is a little interesting. Uh like I, I don't necessarily dislike Duke Johnson. I don't necessarily dislike Nick Chubb. But there's no reason to have two Cleveland running backs. You are definitely right about that. Scott Scott goes off the rails a little bit at the end uh, with with picks 12 through 14. But before that, yeah, talk about talk about Michael Gallup. He could be incredible value. Oh my god, yeah. he he could be the yeah. number one wide receiver in Dallas, and you get him in the 11th round. Now the number one wide receiver in Dallas might only be a wide receiver two overall in the league. Yeah. 
but still but any wide receiver round, one is good to have yeah uh and then Mariota in the 12th round I just I don't know I've got a lot of question marks about Mariota I don't believe he was too shaky last season and I'm just not sure about that he gets Alex Smith in the 14th round I just don't believe in drafting two quarterbacks but personally I'm taking Alex Smith instead of Mariota I think you you send Mariota to the to the free agency list and you go with Alex Smith I think he's he's going to have a nice season for the Redskins and then he drafts the Patriots defense so overall uh good draft for Scott I I, I label it as a good draft I think he had one of the better drafts honestly yeah, I would agree with that, especially because of his first six picks. I mean, like you said, it gets a little iffy towards the second half of it, but I think he pretty much nailed it with his first six picks. So kudos to him. Yeah. Next we got let's, Dan. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go through through these uh, a little more quickly. So um, I'll go through, or you go through Dan's, and then I'm going to go through uh, both the Lou's back to back, Big Lou and and Little Lou, and we'll go through those quickly. Okay. So we talked about Saquon Barkley. He could be a beast. He's going to get the workload. So we'll see what happens there. Tyreek Hill in the second round, it's a bit of a reach. I don't necessarily mind it. The preseason showed us that Mahomes is looking for Tyreek Hill. And he's looking to him early, and he's looking to him often. And Tyreek Hill could be really, really good this year. So I don't mind the pick. He did reach for him. But if you believe in someone, go ahead and reach. And then he gets... T.Y. Hilton at the at the the turn ish of the third round, middle of the third round. I also like that. T.Y. Uh, Hilton is someone I thought about taking. Obviously, ended up not. But with if Andrew Luck is back and good, T.Y. Hilton is a lock for it to be a top ten wide receiver in the league. He's just a lock. It, he, he's done it like every year that Andrew Luck's been healthy. He's been a stud. So I like that. Jarvis Landry at four. Jarvis is the only Cleveland wide receiver. I was going to go near. Uh, so I don't mind the pick. Trevor Slandry at four. I hope that works out for him. Carlos Hyde at five. Now you got two Cleveland players. I don't dislike the Carlos Hyde pick, especially because he needed another running back. But I definitely would have taken Royce Freeman over Carlos Hyde 100 times out of 100. But So I don't necessarily like Carlos Hyde at five. Chris Carson at six. I also don't really like that pick because I believe that Rashad Penny is going to be the guy there probably sooner than than you might think. I think probably within the first few weeks, you'll see Rashad Penny start to take over. And definitely by week five, I would say Rashad Penny's yeah, going to be the I guy think, there. I mean, like you touched on, I think his wide receivers are, are great. But, boy, Carlos Hyde at the running back two and then Chris Carson at running back three. Dan's, Dan's running backs are looking pretty weak. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That'll that'll be his weak spot. Then he's got Funches in the seventh round, who could be great value. I mean, it'll it'll have to be determined. You got DJ Moore, you got Greg Olson back healthy, but Devin Funches is kind of technically the wide receiver one in Carolina right now, so not necessarily a bad pick. Uh, and then Bilal Powell at eight. It's a little early, but I like Bilal Powell this year. He in half PPR. Bilal Powell. Bilal Bilal Powell. And half PPR, he's a good flex option. And Kyle Rudolph at 9, Kyle Rudolph should be great. Kirk Cousins at 10, I think is insane value. Absolutely insane value. Kirk Cousins could be a top 5 quarterback this year. Philadelphia at 11, Philadelphia's a great defense. Jake Elliott at 12, Jake Elliott's a great kicker. Sanu at 13, I mean, I guess, I don't know. 
if Atlanta bounces back, that could be really good value. He's going to be the wide receiver too there maybe. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't like. I don't like Mosinu in the thirteenth round, and I don't like Chris Ivory in the fourteenth round. I think. I think Dan. I mean, proven by him taking Jake Elliott in the twelfth round. You know, a, a little around around early for a kicker. I don't know. I don't like Dan's last two picks. I don't think either of those guys are going to be remotely fantasy relevant this year. I was actually just going to say Chris Ivory. I don't mind the pick, especially when we drafted, because for LaShawn McCoy, there was still some speculation of whether he would be put on the commissioner's exempt list. And if that were to happen, Chris Ivory automatically becomes like the hottest waiver wire pickup in the league. So I don't mind wasting, quote unquote, wasting a 14th round pick at the chance that Chris Ivory becomes Buffalo's lead back. He may be fantasy irrelevant, like you said, but... As a 14th pick, I don't mind it at all. Go ahead and talk about Dad's team. Yeah, so looking at uh, Dad's team, Dad and Dad and Louie drafted back-to-back, so I'll, I'll sort of look at their teams in unison. Uh, we had Dad take Zeke in the first round and Louie take Melvin Gordon. Two stud running backs. Uh, I think Zeke's going to have a huge year. I'm not a big Melvin Gordon guy, but I think those were those were both the right picks. Um I don't know. Like I said earlier, maybe Alvin Kamara over Melvin Gordon, but who's to say? Um, I love both their picks in the second round as well. Dad taking Keenan Allen and Lewin taking Devontae Adams. I love both those wide receivers. Not much more to say. Number one wide receiver in Green Bay. Number one wide receiver in uh, Los Angeles. I was about to say San Diego, but bite my <laughs> tongue. The Los Angeles Chargers. Reminds me of like the um, Angels when the Angels changed from Anaheim to L.A. But the, they're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I feel like the Chargers should be the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. But <laughs> that's a great point. But uh, we'll keep that in mind. We should write into someone. Get write in, Justin. Write in. Um, so, Len in the third round, two wide receivers again. We got Dad taking Stefan Diggs and Louis taking Amari Cooper. Once again, I like both those picks. I, I mean, I really like all rounds one through three for both Dad and and Louis. I think they got they they made the pick. I would have made in that spot every time. Honestly, minus minus Melvin Gordon. I would have taken Alvin Kamara over Melvin Gordon, but I I take Devonte Adam there, and I and I take geez Kareem Keenan Allen, um, and I take Stefan Diggs, and I take Amari Cooper. I just love all four of those wide receivers. You were the one who convinced me of Amari Cooper. What what are your thoughts about those four? Yeah, I love I love. I think you're you're absolutely right. I was going to say I agree completely. Keenan Allen and Devontae Adams are two wide receivers I would have absolutely loved to have this year. I think they're both going to be studs. They'll both be top 10 wide receivers. Amari Cooper and Stefan Diggs, like you said, I think it's great value for both of them. I really do. And Amari Cooper, I'm super high on him this year. He had a bad year. There's rumors that he was not 100% in the health department. Derek Carr has come out and said that. And if Amari Cooper gets back to being what he was looking like his first three seasons, or his first two seasons, I should say, his third season was bad, this is his fourth, you could be talking about some insane value for Amari Cooper in the third round. Especially, yeah. Because I, I think he's got yeah. a shot to end up a wide They're going to feed one. him. They're going to absolutely feed the man. He can't catch get, footballs is the problem. Right. He's, he's going to get the targets. The question is, can he's he catch them? He's bad at catching footballs, uh, which is really unfortunate as an NFL wide receiver. Uh, <laughs> D- 
dad goes on to draft Alex Collins and Royce Freeman in rounds four and five. I like both those picks. Boring running backs, but they'll have the starting jobs on teams that run. Uh, Michael Crabtree in round six and Emmanuel Sanders in round seven. I love Emmanuel Sanders in round seven. I think that's great value. I think uh, he'll be right up there with Demarius Thomas in terms of, you know, I think the fact that Demarius Thomas is in the third round and Emmanuel Sanders is in the seventh round doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think they're going to get a similar volume in Denver and uh, I just think that's great value for Sanders. Crabtree is a question mark, but I don't know. Someone's got to catch passes. Joe Flacco's throwing them, but someone's got to catch them. So I think Crabtree could, I don't know, do something. He was great for the Raiders last year, so we'll see. Jamal Williams was uh, the pick in the eighth round. He'll be solid, maybe. He's competing with Aaron Jones for time, but I think Williams is the superior back. Uh, Then in rounds nine and ten, we've got two more wide receivers. Um, Jesus, I can't read it. Who is is, uh, in round nine for dead? He took Kenny Stills and Keelan Cole. Kenny Stills. Uh, that's, God, that text is so small. Uh, Kenny Stills, <laughs> I don't like it. Keelan Cole, I love it. Similar to what I said about Dante Moncrief, there's going to be more action in Jacksonville because Marquise Lee is done for the season. I think Keelan Cole is going to be the number one guy there. Kenny Stills, don't love it. I said that twice because I mean it twice. Big Ben in the 11th gonna, I think round. you're going to be... You're going to be regretting that, saying that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Tell me. Tell me why, fool. It's just the same. It's the ninth round. Kenny Stills could be the number one wide receiver in Miami. They are terrible. But Kenny Stills, even with Jarvis Landry there, was a serviceable wide receiver three or flex play most weeks. I don't have, I don't have the stats, but like you would be shocked at how many... like What percentage of weeks Kenny Stills was like at least a wide receiver too? Yeah, it's like a crazy high amount that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, Dad had a good draft overall. I won't go through his last couple of picks, but I was impressed with his draft. He had a better draft than he usually does. He didn't make any uh, mistakes like he usually does. He usually makes a few old man mistakes mm-hmm. uh, where he times out or something. But yeah, I thought he had a good draft. Going uh, over to Louis, like I said, uh, four and five, Russell Wilson and Jimmy Graham. But I think those are both reaches. I don't know. I, I think Dad made smarter choices going for two running backs there. I think Louis reached for, for both those guys, but he loves – those are two guys that he wanted to have. So like you've been saying, if you want them, you got to get them. And those are guys that wouldn't have come back to him, so he had to get him where he got him. And get him, got him, good him, did him. Uh, Deion Lewis in the sixth round, I love that. I don't like Derrick Henry this year. Um, I like Deion Lewis more. I just think Derrick Henry – well, I shouldn't say that. In terms for, of the for their value, for yeah, their for value. the value, for their value, I think Derrick Henry is obviously going to be better than Deion Lewis, but I think Derrick Henry was valued too high compared to Deion Lewis. I think they'll be more similar than people think. And then uh, Will Fuller, you know, whatever. Chris Thompson, whatever. Who knows what's going on in that Redskins backfield? Sterling Shepard, I like it. Tyler Lockett, I like it. I think Louis got really good value for those guys in the ninth and tenth round, and that was a common theme. I think that you could get good value at the wide receiver slot uh, later on. I thought there were some good guys left out there. James White could end up being the steal of the draft for Louis. one of the steals of the draft for Louis in the 11th round. The Patriots, man, they they like they like James White. I don't know why people forget about James White every year. He's going to catch passes. They need pass-catching weapons in that offense, and James White is their pass-catching back. I think Louis could be really happy with that pick there. 
And then Des Bryant, just a true flyer pick in the 14th round. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens, man. I'm not sure if he's playing football this year. Yeah, uh, well, well said. Great summaries for both of them. I think Dad, like you said, Dad had an excellent draft. You didn't mention Ben Roethlisberger. I think that's insane value for him in the 11th round. I know you are hot and cold with Ben Roethlisberger, as he is hot and cold uh, in home and away games, but I really like Dad's draft. I think he did a great job, and like you said, no mistakes. I think it was really well done. He's got Jack Doyle as his tight end. That is clearly his weak spot of his team, but he should be able to. He can either stream or find someone in the waivers because I don't think Jack Doyle's the answer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I then... think Eric Ebron's the better tight end on that team. So um, to be the not the best tight end on the Colts is rough. Uh, yeah. But why don't you go through mine and Anna's team? Yeah, quickly? I was just going get, to get get to that, absolutely. And then, uh, yeah, so Louis, Louis' draft was good as well. You were right, he reached, but I think overall it was good. You and Anna, Anna and Jack, the wild cards, you know? Let's Amen, dude. At, <laughs> so we've talked about Alvin Kamara in the first round for Anna at eight. I got no problem with her taking him there. He's not going to have a crazy amount of volume, but he proved last year he doesn't need it. So I think I think he's going to be great. Devontae Freeman, or Devonta Freeman, at 17 in the second round, could be great value. Atlanta, if they're better, Devonta Freeman had a bit of a down year, struggled with a, a few injuries. And it, it just didn't work out for Atlanta players last year. But if their offense can be better, you could see Devonta Freeman become a, a, wide, a running back one again. So in the second round, that's great. Demarius Thomas in the third round, I don't like. I think for Anna, that was my least favorite pick by her. She, I think for her, this was a, this was a, a bit of a panic pick. Because she really wanted Amari Cooper and Louis, Louis the bastard. Louis had a tendency. <laughs> Louis, Louis made a real habit of that during this draft. He did. He stole someone from Anna right before Anna could get him, and he stole someone right before Dad could get him. They were both unhappy with him during the draft. So yeah, I don't like Demarius Thomas for Anna in the third round. But he is it. He's steady. He's been healthy. He's he's played in most of the games for like the last three or four years. He gets the targets. He's probably going to be their number one ride receiver. You got Case Keenum coming in. It might not be a bad pick. I just think it's a little early for him. And so, yeah, that's my my only problem is it was, was with how early it was. Deshaun Watson in the fourth round, another reach. But gosh darn it, could Deshaun Watson be electric or what? I hope he is just an absolute stud for her. I think that would be really cool if he came out and just he was awesome and Houston was awesome. I think that would be really cool. So I don't mind that pick at four. Evan Ingram at five. I think she, I think she might have wanted Jimmy Graham, and I think that's why yeah, it was another thing exactly where happened. she took the, to she took the next best tight end. Evan Ingram's going to have to compete for targets. You got Odo Beckham Jr. back and healthy. Saquon Barkley, who you know is going to get a lot of touches, and Sterling Shepard, who as the slot receiver should get targets as well. So he might not have a lot of targets, but Evan Ingram certainly is talented. Brandon Cooks in the sixth round. I don't mind that at all. He was being drafted too high in a lot of drafts, but I don't think as a sixth-round pick that that is bad at all. He could end up being the number one guy there. I mean, they, they're paying him a lot of money, so they're going to try and use him. If his connection with, with Goff can be good, she could be getting really good value for Cooks at, at six. 
Isaiah Crowell at seven. He is the starting running back for the Jets, and the Jets are going to be better this year. So if Crowell can stay healthy, I think, you know, because everyone was down on Crowell because he was such shit last year, and he was his ADP last year. You had to take him in like the second or third round to get him, and then he was just absolute trash because Cleveland was trash. If the Jets' offensive line can be good, Isaiah Crowell is a pretty talented running back. So for him in the seventh round, that could be good. That could be really good. Jacksonville in the eighth round, she wanted Jacksonville. She hates streaming defenses, so she took him when she knew she could get him. They're not going to be, they probably won't be as great as last year because last year was just crazy, but they're going to be a top five defense. She's not going to have to worry about streaming. She can play them every week. So good for her. Nelson Aguilar in the ninth round could be insane value, depending on how much time Alshon Jeffrey misses. And even if Alshon Jeffrey plays most, you know, even after just one or two weeks, I think Nelson Aguilar is still going to be a great option. They just, the Eagles move around the ball so much that you never know how many targets he's going to get. So he could have a little bit of a regression there, but I feel, still think it's great value in the ninth round. Kenny Galladay at 10. I like him. I think he could take a step up or the next step this year with Matthew Stafford. He could be he could be a good wide receiver three, and getting him in the 10th round, that's not bad at all. Greg Zerline at 11. Greg the leg, he's fantastic. If the Rams offense is as, as good as they were last year or even close to what they were last year, that's going to be good. DJ Moore in the 12th round, this might be – this could be – DJ Moore in the 12th round could end up being – the pick of the draft. DJ Moore has the potential to be Cam Newton's favorite target and a top 24 wide receiver in the league. It's, it's incredible value. And you, and you know what? I, the second Anna picked him, I, uh, I knew I had made a mistake by not selecting him. I took Patrick Mahomes, the pick before, and I just, DJ Moore was really good value there. I was like, I just, I, you know, it's one of those things where I just didn't have him in my queue and I didn't see him. And I just, if I had seen him, I think I would have taken him. He, that was a great pick by her. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. I'm, I'm kicking myself. I should have taken him instead of the people that I took at, what did I, I'm trying to figure out how the draft works, but it, the pick before my la- my latest pick. I yeah, take you in. took you took uh, New Orleans Jordan, defense, right? Jordan Reed in New Orleans defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted New Orleans defense, but I should have taken DJ Moore there, and uh, I'm kind of kicking myself for it. Right. Uh, and I, and Latavius Murray in the 13th round, he is going to get goal line touches. So if she wants to put him in her flex some weeks in good in good matchups for Minnesota, he could get quite a few points for someone drafted in the 13th round. Uh, and then Deshaun Jackson as a her 14th round pick. I mean, that's whatever I, I, I wouldn't have taken him, but he is, I mean, he's, he's a boomer bust and you know, maybe he'll be good this year and taking a shot at him in the 14th round is, I don't, I have no problem with that. Go through my I'm team super quickly. Yeah. Your team like super quickly. Uh, we've, we've, we've talked about it before. I love your team. I yeah. absolutely love your team. Kareem Hunt, I think you took him. I would have taken him at 9. Christian McCaffrey, I would have taken him at 16. I would not have taken Joe Mixon. We've talked about that. I hope he works tell out me, for you. 
Tell me who you would have taken, because look at the guys who are taken right after. Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, Golden Tate, Tom Brady, Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, you, Adam Thielen. Those are the those are the two four. Those are the six guys taken before it comes back to me at Larry Fitzgerald. Who do you take from those six over Josh over Joe Mixon? Uh, Adam Thielen, I think, would be the only one. Damn. Okay, that's the only correct answer. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, it was the correct pick. Yes, and and he's super talented. If Cincinnati can be not absolute ass this year, he is going to be a great flex play for you, an absolutely phenomenal flex play for you because you've got your two running backs, you've got Joe Mixon as the flex. If Cincinnati does better, that's going to be really good for you. And then the two guys who got it in the fourth round with Larry Fitzgerald and the fifth round with Marvin Jones Jr., Larry Fitzgerald in the fourth round, people just keep making this mistake with Larry Fitzgerald. He's probably going to be a top 10 tight, top ten wide receiver again. He's probably going to end up a wide receiver one on the year. I mean, it'll depend on Sam Bradford's health, but... They don't Larry call Fitzgerald, Larry the legend for no reason. He's a legend. He, in the fourth legend. round for him, I think it's great. I love Marvin Jones Jr. for this year. Uh, I like him more than Golden Tate, and I think you could get he could. I think he's easily going to end up a top twenty-four wide receiver for the year, and in the fifth round, that ain't bad. You reached for Trey Burton, but you wanted Trey Burton, and he wasn't going to make it back to you. And I don't mind that at all. Although yeah. I guess he, he could have made it back to you for seven potentially, but. I like Trey Burton this year. I think he's going to be really good. I think he could be a top five tight end. He was good when Zach Ertz went down. Matt Matt Nagy's going to use him. He likes using the tight end. He loved using Travis Kelsey in Kansas City. So I love the Trey Burton pick. It's a little early, but you wanted to make sure you got him, and that's fine. Pierre Garçon at seven. I'm not super high on him. We'll see how things work out in San Francisco. He should get the, he should get a decent amount of targets. I love 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 Rashad Penny at eight. That is absolutely ridiculous value for Rashad Penny. Before he went down with his pinky injury, Rashad Penny was being taken in like the fourth or fifth round. Like like I sometimes in my mock drafts would not be getting Rashad Penny at the four or five turn, wow. and he breaks his finger. And his ADP plummets, and for some reason, Chris Carson, he has one good preseason game. His ADP rises like crazy. Rashad Penny at 8 is another one of those, like DJ Moore, where I think at the end of the year, we could be looking at that you getting Rashad Penny in the 8th round and being like, how the fuck did that happen? Yeah, I uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think I, w- I was happy with that in the 8th round, and then I think... It, so, a, it got a little murky for me in rounds uh, 9 through, uh, honestly, not, yeah, 9 through 12. So Josh Jackson, very polarizing player. He m- might just always be one of those guys that's going to be touchdown or bust. Um, and that's not really something that you usually want to play with because you're going to get a lot of busts in that kind of situation. But we'll have to see what kind of rapport he develops with Alex Smith. I don't mind a ninth round pick for him you can dump him if it's not working out and then Alshon Jeffrey at the 10 is just that's gonna be that'll be insane if he comes back within like the first four weeks 
getting Alshon Jeffrey in the tenth round is is ridiculous. It's egregious. It's yeah. egregious. Yeah, great value there. Yeah. Um, the Chargers. The yeah, Chargers the defense. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Fine at eleven. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. You don't have him anymore. You switched him for Matt Ryan. I didn't mind the pick then. I also don't mind you switching it for Matt Ryan. I think Ryan will have a bounce back year. I like John Brown in the thirteenth. He could be Baltimore's best wide receiver if he stays healthy. And then Graham Gano in the fourteenth. Whatever. He's a kicker. Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to, um, yeah, I mean, I was happy with my draft. I think I had one of the better drafts, objectively, without any bias. Um, yeah, I, I, I gonna, do too, so. I'm going to go on to Kyle, Brian, and Drew here. We got them in the 10, 11, 12 spot to round out the end of the draft. Uh, like we said in the first round, it was Fournette, Hopkins, and Beckham. Tommy likes all three of those picks. I like the first two, don't like Odell. Then we got... Dalvin Cook for Drew, Jordan Howard for Brian, and Julio Jones for Kyle. I love the, I love all three of the picks. I think Brian technically reached for Jordan Howard, but I think it was a smart reach. I think, uh, you know, there were other people who would have taken him up, and I think he's going to be beast this beast this year. I know you feel the same way. Yeah, I would have loved to have Jordan Howard. Obviously, he wouldn't have ever made it back to me uh, at the end of the second round, but uh, yeah, reach for sure at fourteen. But it might end up being a really good reach. I think he could be uh, he could be a stud this year. Uh, and then we got Derrick Henry for Kyle, Kenyon Drake for Brian, and Golden Tate for Drew. I don't like any of those picks. Rough, rough patch. And then we spin it right back around to Tom Brady for Drew, Juju Smith-Schuster for Brian, and Adam Thielen for Kyle. I don't like the Tom Brady or the Juju pick. I think those both those guys... Juju is great. He's talented, but I just there's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense, and I just don't. With Le'Veon and with Antonio Brown and with Vance McDonald and with you know, uh, I don't know, just a lot of mouths to feed. I love Adam Thielen for Kyle. I think that's great value for getting Adam Thielen in the fourth round. But rough stretch there for those five picks, in my opinion. Yeah, I I don't necessarily disagree that much. I Kenyon Drake. In the third round is early. I think Kenyon Drake could have a great year. And it's another one of those things where he reached a little bit for him, but Kenyon Drake is super talented. When he's gotten the opportunity, he has done really well. It's just a matter of will he get the touches. I believe that he will end up being a really good running back this year. So I don't mind the Kenyon Drake pick. I don't... Derrick Henry at three scares me. I like... Derrick Henry's going to be good, but... Like you said, I just don't like the value for him. I think three is high. I don't know how good he's going to be. I love Adam Thielen at four, like you said. Juju Smith-Schuster, it's just the fourth round I think is too high to take him. It was where you had to take him if you wanted him. But, yeah, there's going to be some regression for him. His production was so much higher than, like, his actual, like, target share. Yeah. And so... If that isn't insane again, he's going to regress. So you yeah. might just be paying too much for Juju Smith-Schuster there. I agree with you. I, I like Drew's first two picks. I don't like his, his next two picks. I would have taken Adam Thielen over Golden Tate for sure. Hey, hey I, don't, leave, don't, leave him, uh, don't leave out him taking Greg Olson in the fifth round, okay? I think picks two through five were a disaster. Tom Brady in the fourth is too early. I would have much rather had... like. I wouldn't have minded if he took Golden Tate and then Adam Thielen. or, uh, But, yeah, I just, I don't know. Tom Brady's getting old. I know he is. He you know only eats vegetables. He's basically 98% vegetable. But 
yeah, I I think you could have gotten someone much better or you know more value for a wide receiver or running back. And I think someone... it was. Go ahead. So, sorry to cut you off. I think it was. Uh, yeah, I I think it was a rough stretch for all three of them rounds three through six uh, or rounds three through five. Um, yeah, because I don't, I don't necessarily like Josh Gordon at, at, at five for Kyle. No, I don't like Josh Gordon. I don't like Allen Robinson at five for Brian, and I hate Greg Olson for Drew uh, at five. The only good pick in that bunch, like we said, is Adam Thielen for Kyle in the fourth round. Uh, moving on to the sixth round, we got Drew with Corey Davis, Brian with Ronald Jones Jr., and Kyle with Rex Burkhead. I like that for Kyle and Drew. I don't like Ronald Jones Jr. I don't think he'll have the starting job in Tampa Bay for the time being, and who knows what the hell's going on with that backfield overall. Uh, Robert Woods in the seventh round for Kyle. He loves his Robert Woods. No comment. Adrian Peterson in the seventh round for Brian. I think that's too early. And then Tariq Cohen in the seventh round for Drew. Also, I think that's too... uh, Well, I I guess I wouldn't say too early. I just... The fact that Tariq Cohen is Drew's RB2 is rough. And then he follows it up with Sony Michelle. Uh, You know, you just never... My life motto is don't trust a Patriots running back. So... Uh, I'm just not sure about that value there. And then Drew Brees and Andrew Luck for Brian and Kyle, respectively, in the eighth round. I, you know, I, I don't know. Drew Brees, yeah. Andrew Luck, Kyle in the eighth round. What a reach. What a reach. And clearly he realized that because after the draft, uh, when I dropped Mahomes, Kyle picked up Mahomes and dropped Andrew Luck. So Kyle wasted his eighth round draft pick, but that is A-OK. I wasted my 12th. Big difference. Um, <laughs> Mike Williams for Kyle in the ninth round. I actually like that pick. I regret drafting Josh Doxson instead of Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams could quietly have a really big season behind Keenan Albin. Like we were talking about Philip Rivers earlier, uh, the man can throw, and there's enough to go around in terms of volume. I like Mike Williams. I like Josh Doxson too, but I think Kyle, Kyle got good value from Mike Williams in the ninth round. Yeah, and you Aaron definitely G- you definitely should take a Mike Williams over Josh Jackson. I agree with that. Well, thanks, mm-hmm. asshole. Um, so Aaron Jones and Marlon Mack, two question mark running backs, but Marlon Mack should be the starter, maybe. Um, Aaron Jones is not as good as Jamal Williams, but you never know in Green Bay. They you know Ty Montgomery, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones. Who knows what's going to happen over there? So I don't mind the pick. Calvin Benjamin, uh, he's catching passes. From Nathan Peterman, so yeah, but Jack, let's not like I know you're I being know. way too harsh. It's Calvin Benjamin in the tenth round. He's a number one wide receiver for an NFL team. You take him in the tenth round. I know you take him in the tenth but round. But Nathan Peterman, yes, it's not good, and Calvin Benjamin's not going to have a fantastic season. But if he gets eight targets a game, that's worth a tenth round pick. No, I, you're right. You're right. I hate Drew. Um, <laughs> Delaney Walker for Brian in the 10th round. Great value for Delaney Walker. Yeah. Yep. And then Kyle follows that up with David Njoku. I like that pick. It might have been a little early for him, but I think Njoku could have a big season for the Browns. A lot of mouths to feed in that offense, though, so we'll see what happens. Um, and then in the 11th round, we got Doug Martin for Kyle, Devontae Parker for Brian, and Alan Hearns for Drew. Uh, snooze fest there. I don't, I don't know. I'm not... I... I do not get the Doug Martin pick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Devontae Parker. It's another one of the, like. It's another one of the Miami wide receivers where it, maybe it will be him that gets a lot more targets because Jarvis Landry's gone. 
I personally didn't want Devontae Parker this year. Alan Hearns, he's a guy in the 11th round again. I think Drew got some really good value with 10 and 11. Alan Hearns. Dude, Will, I, I get what you're saying, but just pause. And it's like, Kelvin Benjamin is not a, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, he's catching passes from Nathan Peterman. And Alan Hearns, they're just, both of them are too big of risks. Can you agree with that? But not at the 10th and the 11th. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. You take shots on those guys in those later rounds because if it doesn't work out, it's like, okay, I wasted my 10th round pick. I'll go to the waiver wire. Yeah. But yeah, if I mean, Calvin those, Benjamin those are guys that are out, Sure. Those are both guys that are talented enough to take a risk on. Yes, I and suppose. there's opportunity there. There's opportunity right. for Alan I apologize, Hearns. Drew. Hey, Drew, I'm sorry, man. Uh. <laughs> um, and then in the 12th round, we got Pittsburgh's defense for Drew. Not a bad pick there. Always always got a good defense in Steel City. And then Jimmy Garoppolo and Jared Goff back-to-back. Uh, I don't know. You know, both those guys will be good. I think 12th round, those are good quarterback choices. I don't mind either of them. Paul Richardson for Kyle in the 13th. Baltimore defense for Brian. And then Theo Riddick for Drew. Paul Richardson Jr. is an interesting choice. I just, you know, I'm a Josh Doxson truther. And <laughs> there's Jamison Crowder as well. So, I don't know. I just, Paul Richardson Jr., I'm not sure about that. And Theo Riddick, uh, like we said, Carryon Johnson's the guy there. And then I think LeGarrette Blunt is like the goal lineback or whatever. I just, I don't think Theo Riddick will get a lot of action. Um and then hey. last round, you know, two kickers and Bears defense. So, uh, yeah, that I mean, that was that was the draft. Give me your last couple takes on those three teams, and then just give me give me your takes on uh, the draft overall. Yeah, some things I wanted to mention is I really like Sony Michelle in the eighth round for Drew. I know you're, the, and that's a good rule of thumb to have is stay away from New England running backs. But I'm telling you, the Patriots do not usually use high draft picks on running backs. And they did for Sony Michelle. They took him in the second round. They are going to try and use him. Now, if he keeps having fumbling issues, sure, he won't get the playing time. But they are going to try. And Sony Michelle, I think, is someone who could end up being like what Dion Lewis was before he went down with his ACL injury, when he started to blow up and then he tore sure. his ACL. Sure. Uh, so I like that pick at eight. I don't like Marlon Mack. Uh, I really like Drew Brees in the eighth round. I think that could be good value. Aaron Jones could end up being a starting running back, so getting him in the ninth, no problem with that. Like you said, Andrew Luck was a huge reach in the eighth round. Kyle wasted his eighth round pick. He obviously, like you said, realized, oh, shoot, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. Um, and then, yeah, uh, I... I think I don't know. I don't know who I would choose between the three of them for the who had the best draft. Um, but yeah, I for the most part I like I, I pretty much I'm looking down Kyle's. I don't like his pick three, five, eight, and eleven. But like outside of that, and, I, and they're not bad picks. I just think some you know you're reaching a little bit, or I don't necessarily trust that uh, they're going to work out. So, but overall, I mean, overall for all the drafts, like, I think everyone has a pretty decent, like, start. Yeah, I thought thought people came pretty prepared. No one had an astronomically terrible draft. 
Uh, I'm being hard on Drew, but like you pointed out, he actually got some good value at several of his picks. And even Greg with auto-drafting, you know, he's made some moves already. His team's not in terrible shape, so it's a really exciting way to head into the season. It's, it, was a, it was a great draft, and it's such an exciting time, man. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so happy to be back, uh, and I just we're, – we're back at it, man. Let's talk fantasy football season two. Uh, we're here, baby, and we'll be with you all season long. Every single week. For the next 16 weeks, 17 weeks, baby. Let's do it, man. Strap in. Strap in. We're going to try to keep the episodes tighter. Please, as always, send in feedback. Um, You know, we try to go through this information quickly, but at the same time, we're both very intelligent and extremely well-read. So it takes some time for us to get our thoughts out, and sometimes it runs long. Let us know what you (laughs) think. Um, And, you know, uh, we love you guys, and we're happy to be back. And, yeah, Tommy, sign us off, man. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. It is so exciting to be back and talking about fantasy football. Love chit-chatting with Jack. Uh, I know we kind of rushed through the second half of our draft analysis. We started off a little slow. That's on us. We're still getting into the flow of things here. We appreciate you guys listening. We love talking about this. We love talking about our league with each other and for you guys to, you know, have a little bit of entertainment. So it's really good to be back. And I will see you next week where, yeah, let's talk some more fantasy football. Let's talk fantasy football. (laughs) Dot com. Subscribe. So real quick before we end this, I wanted to ask you, obviously you're high on your team and you should be. If you didn't have your team, is there a team you can look at? and be like, okay, yeah, that is the team that I like the most outside of mine. I want that team. If I can't have mine, that's the team I'm betting on to have the best shot at winning the championship. It's tough. It's a tough question. Uh, honestly, I – it's tough. I really – let me just talk through it with you. I really like Dad's team. I do. I think Dad should get a lot of credit for his draft this year. I – I might have said your team pre-McKinnon injury, but after that, uh, I just can't take on that baggage. So I'm going to have to boil it down to either either Dad or Scott. I think Scott sort of collapsed a little bit in the later rounds, but I think the beginning of his draft was really strong. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I think, I think Dad just got the best value in the first half of the draft. And then managed to, even in rounds 8 through 10, uh, 8, 8 through 11, honestly, uh, got good draft. I think the biggest thing was Dad waited until the 11th round to get Big Ben, his quarterback, and the 14th round to get his tight end, Jack Doyle, which, you know, he sucks, but maybe he'll get someone else. Point being, Dad's picks 1 through 10 were wide receiver running back, which I think is just, that's the way to do it, man. I picked Trey Burton in the 6th round, but... Uh, the purest way to draft is is wide receiver running back rounds one through nine. So I respect Dad, and I th- I think he he ended up with the best team. Besides me, of course, of course. Yeah, I think you're spot on with that with Dad the analysis of Dad's draft. I think he did a really good job. I thought it was really smart that he like you said picks one through ten wide receiver running back. I love that strategy because you can get great value in quarterbacks and tight ends later in the draft. So I like that strategy a lot. 
Uh, and you are absolutely right. Prior to McKinnon's injury, you would have and should have said it was my team because that's the only logical choice because my team was absolute fire. Uh, but I digress. For me, honestly, uh, for me, it's going to be your team. Uh, and that might surprise you because I usually give you a lot of shit. But if I had to Wait, pick... Someone if, record this. Someone record this. I think I think we are both recording. Um, oh. <laughs> I like your team a lot. It, it would be between your team... I mean, yeah, it might be between your and dad's. I I like I, I agree with you. I like Scott's team a lot. I think he he did flub uh, the second half of the draft a little bit. Uh, yeah, got I, think, few... I think he fell asleep after round nine or after <laughs> round eight. Uh, after pick Jordy, he was AFK. But uh, I love his first six picks. Uh, but for yeah, so I think I think it would be you because I really like I really like the value you got on mo- on most of your guys. I'm high on Kareem Hunt because he's a stud, and he fell because Andy Reid is an idiot and didn't utilize him. And then Christian McCaffrey, if he works out for you, that could, that could be a, a really lights out one-two uh, running back punch. So uh, I would go with your team with uh, with Scott and Dad's uh, close behind, and uh, yeah, I would I would have to say your team, surprisingly. All right, dude. Well, let's talk fantasy football. That's a great ending. Oh.